Hello and good day. Great to be back here with you this week. My name is Tina Obugo and you are listening to Living Life by Design and On Purpose podcast, the Evolve There to Be You with Tina show. At whatever time you are listening to this podcast, it's great to be alive. It's great to be back in your space. Growth doesn't happen overnight. It is a process and you have to be intentional about it. This podcast thrives on talking about how you can live your life from inside out, how you can actually change your thinking patterns, change your mindset, so you can live a truly intentional and growth-focused life. On this particular episode, I have a guest. Yeah, I have a fantastic guest. And we will be talking about masking the mind with mask mental. Masks are not new. They have been in existence for long, long, long years. We all know what medical masks are, especially in this time of the pandemic. They keep us safe as they keep the virus and infection away that could do damage to our health. But the masks we'll be talking about in this episode of our podcast are not medical masks. They are mind masks. Yes, you heard me, mind masks. My guest today, Folake Olokun, a medical practitioner, a high-performance coach with very diverse CV, sheds light on what it is to mask, to unmask your mind. So how does the mind mask help us to unmask real potential so that you can live every day transformed? She will be shedding light on this episode today on how and what mind masks are. So don't go away. It promises to be a very exciting episode. Awesome. Hello, Dr. Oh, wow. Awesome to have you. Hello, world. Hello, living life. I design and on podcasts, they evolved that. I tribe. I have my guest with me. She is... Dr. O. I call her Dr. O. She's Folake Olokun, a medical doctor and a high performance coach. Besides that, Dr. O wears so many hats. Dr. O was born in London in the United Kingdom. She was raised in Lagos, Nigeria, and she resides currently in Arkansas in Greenbrier. Wow, she is a world personnel. Yeah, and she is also a certified high-performance coach, empowering real change in people's lives as an emergency medicine physician, a human behavioral consultant, and a motivational speaker. Dr. O is an executive director with the John Maxwell team, 
and she has been a member of the John Maxwell team since February 2014. In fact, my journey when I first met Dr. O was at, um, I think it was at a transformational trip we took to, in Paraguay, um, where a select few of us, about 250 coaches, were opportuned to actually accompany Dr. John Maxwell uh, with the John Maxwell Leadership Foundation, you know, to do a country transformation in Paraguay. And since then, we've also been to Costa Rica together in 2018 for another country transformation. Dr. O empowers individuals, you know, to discover and maximize their strengths, minimize their weaknesses. I love this acrostic she used, STOP, S-T-O-P, stay true on purpose. And isn't that so wonderful? I mean, my podcast is about living life by design and on purpose, because that's the only way you can truly thrive. You have to be intentional. Dr. O, as I call her, uh, so many of us call her that, her clients, her friends, she is Mama O to her children and family. And you know what? She is a G-mama, a grandma, to two amazing, beautiful grandson, Zeke, and granddaughter, Janelle. Dr. O is a cancer survivor. She is a cancer conqueror. I love the word she used. She's been cancer-free since 2004. And she runs the rare race with grace, like a race horse that is running to win. Dr. O is a single parent to her most favorite daughter, Debbie, and her five sons, which includes two stepsons. Dr. O, it's such a pleasure to have you today on Living Life by Design and a podcast. The pleasure is mine. Thank you so much. Thank you for being a part of our tribe. And um, I just want to start off by, you know, going through um, a few things with you. You know, um, I know the first time we, went, we met was in Paraguay. But you know what I love about Dr. O? She is such a life wire. She is full of life. I mean, um, I didn't know until maybe two years back that she was actually a cancer survivor. Um, she doesn't carry it, you know, like she's been through what she's, you don't see, it. she doesn't weigh that she's been through um, what she, she, uh, uh, she, she's gone through. So I just want you to talk to us from that space of, you know, what was it like, you know, when you had... I know it's been a while, 2004, but just tell us a bit about what your journey has been like. You mean my cancer journey? Yeah, the cancer, your cancer story, if you would like to just, you know, just share to encourage those who are either going through that right now, or they may know someone who's going through it. Um, what were the high points for you what was the lowest point and you know what can you just say to anyone 
who is in that space. It may not even be um, cancer they're going through, but, you know, it's just going through something that feels like cancer. Yeah. You know that um, cancer cells are actually normal cells who have failed to obey the law. In other words, they are cells that keep replicating past the time they're supposed to replicate. And that's why they destroy normal cells. So Mm. one of the things that um, happened to me is I hadn't recognized that I had a gift of intuition. I'm highly intuitive. I I was seeing a patient in the emergency department who had shingles, which is um having the after effects of chicken pox like when you have chicken pox as a kid and it goes away it really doesn't go away it stays in your nerve cells yeah when you get stressed mm-hmm. out or you have anything that stresses you greatly it shows up as shingles which means one branch of the nerve gets infected you get spots on your body but you have more pain than the spots so this patient had shingles, wow. and all of a sudden, it came into my awareness that I had a disease. And prior to that time, I never had any disease. I was not on any medication. I was just a carefree girl. Mm. However, I noted over the years, my hair was thinning out in the middle. And I just thought mm. it was because I wore hats. Anyhow, at the time, wow. I was also going through a divorce and worked with two other physicians and they kept telling me it was my nerves. And I was like, no, something is wrong with my body. Mm-hmm. Anyway, long story short, when I found out I had a mass on the right side of my thyroid, my yeah. my surgeon wanted me to get it all out. And I was like, nah, we'll just take that one side out. When I went to get mm-hmm. the stitches out, the pathology report came back to say I had cancer. They had gotten it all out, but they wanted to take out the other side. Yeah. And for the first time in my life, I was out of control. I, I lost it. I cried. I went to Walmart, uh, which is a store, a grocery store, mm-hmm. and I piled my mm-hmm. cart full of everything I could get. Because I was going to die anyway, so I might as well blow all the money and get yeah. dead. <laughs> and then I started crying in Walmart like a baby. And then I called one of the doctors that was uh, a little bit older than I am and asked him to please talk me through my process because my drive back home was about 56 miles. And I, no. I, I was I was afraid. I, I, I was scared. I had just become a single parent barely two months before and now I have cancer and I thought I was going to die I really did mm. Um, mm. I, I I thought it was punishment for getting a divorce <laughs> but uh, yeah I can it, imagine it was painful it was scary and I went numb I went numb for 10 years from 2004 to 2014 I was numb Every day I woke up, I thought I was going to die. I went about my chores because, you know, I had kids and they were little and I had to, Mm. I had to be strong. One of the things that helped me the most 
was me reading my Bible every day and speaking yeah, out loud so to myself that I was who the Bible said I was. There were times I didn't believe it, but I kept saying it. I kept saying, saying it so much that I think I finally believed it. Yeah. I think I did. And then I avoided watching the news. And I still don't watch the news. Because the news gave me so much negativity that I, I couldn't mm. handle the negativity in my body and the negativity in, in the world. And so, as a rule, I don't listen to the news very rarely. And uh-huh. when, when I listen to anything that causes me any negative emotion, I just shut it out. Even social media. Yeah. Even social media. When I, when, I, when I get on and anything is negative, I just get off. And sometimes I get off for days because I recognize the feelings I had when I had cancer and they were not good feelings. I don't, I don't want to replicate that feeling. Wow. That's really, uh, I know, I know there's a lot in that story, Dr. O. I mean, um, knowing what you went through, but I'm really, really, you know, so uh, proud of who you have become, who you are becoming. And I, I mean, I watch your growth. I watch what you do and all of that. And I'm just, um, Sometimes I just like, oh my God, I need to have the energy of Dr. O, you know, your, your, your positivity, your high energy. I mean, that speaks so much volume of um, how you have triumphed through that stage of life to actually becoming who you are today. And I just want to, you know, I, don't, I mean, this is not about cancer talk and all of that. I mean, what we're talking about today is actually um, what I'll call a signature program, right? That's your signature program or one of your signature programs, MASK. Um, I, I know uh, in, the, in the space of pandemic last year, at the point there was the pandemic and all of that, um, a lot of people were doing things on social media. A lot of people, us coaches were doing a lot of things. And I do know that one of the things you paid attention to one of the things you have been doing through that um, um, from what you've learned from the pandemic is actually speaking to people about mask. Yeah, mask. I know a lot of people will think, come on, mask, medical mask. But the mask we're talking about here are not medical masks. This has to do with the mind, what you feed your mind with, what's on your mind. How does that come from inside you to affect what you show on the outside? So, Dr. O, just tell us a bit about how did you discover uh, what you needed to do in the course of the pandemic, that birth mask? You know, I said earlier that um, in my life earlier, I did not recognize that I was very intuitive. Yeah, once, you did. I, once I understood it and embraced it, because at first I didn't like it, I wanted mm-hmm. to be something else. I wanted to be like everybody else. Um, when I got my personality test with the DISC method, I found out that people that had my personality were usually not physicians. Oh, <laughs> share with us what's your what's your what's the combination of your of your style I want well, to know. <laughs> when i first did the test 
I, I was an ID. Okay. And at that time, I was still working very hard in emergency medicine, two jobs at the time. I tested mm. again in January. Mm-hmm. And to my shock, I'm a complete I. And that's because I haven't wow. worked in the emergency department since November. So now okay. I am just complete I. And it's kind of scary a little bit. But anyway, back to the mask thing. Yeah. So when when people were saying that the pandemic was a hoax, the pandemic was political, the pandemic was all kind of stuff, my medical training made me understand that you have to be prepared for the worst, especially in the emergency department. And if mm-hmm. it doesn't happen, then it's fine. But if it happens, then you are able to take control of the controllables. Yeah, we we had to. We, we've always worn masks in the in 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 medicine, but uh-huh. we uh-huh. had to start wearing masks to prevent secretions or droplets or whatever the CDC or the researchers said was the mode of transmission from getting across. Yeah. Then we also had to wear gloves and we had to wear protective gear. Uh-huh. And it was very scary because when the patient came in, you didn't know who had what, and people were dying uh-huh. like flies. We had news that Italy was almost, dem- you know, everything was, you know, the news was so much. And yeah. And there was just so much information that my brain almost shut down a couple of times because I was I, I just couldn't I couldn't cope with the information because I couldn't decipher which was true or not. Yeah. I, I can I can totally relate with that. And it's interesting that you actually, you know, when you were talking earlier, you talked about not listening to the news. <laughs> and you as you were speaking, I was like, oh yeah, I know that feeling. So um, you know, we we have to be intentional about what we allow into our space, what we feed our minds with, what we choose. So uh just to drop that in, but please go ahead, tell us about mask. So so at the time, in medicine, we usually get information uh-huh. on print. But because COVID was a real live thing, I had yeah. to listen to the news and I had to listen to podcasts and different media that was kind of real time, was not checked out because I couldn't ignore that there was something going on. I just yeah. couldn't, you know. So our information was not verified, and so that made it scary. Mm. One, one. I usually work the night shift, and one night, I think it was the third night, sometime in March, I went to work, and as I was taking over, I told the the person I was taking over from that, we were not going to allow patient relatives in the emergency department because I had the feeling they could be vectors. They could be carrying they could be carrying the virus without knowing. Without knowing it. We, we didn't have enough staff to screen 
visitors. We had enough staff to screen patients to decide what side of the emergency department would put them. Hmm. And, oh my goodness, you would think that I said something that was a curse word. People <laughs> were like, um, you, can't, you can't restrict people, blah, blah, blah. Oops. Anyway, within 24 hours, the, the entire world was making sure that people didn't see people. Yeah, you know what, I remember when the relatives that. came. Mm. So the next mo- night, when I was coming to work, I was nervous. I was like, "We don't even know what's correct." Then I realized, uh-huh. "Wait a minute, my mind is the center of divine operation. If Ooh. I don't settle my say that mind, again, Doctor O, say that again. They need to hear this. <laughs> my mind is the center of divine operation. Awesome." If I don't get my mind settled, then I will take that negative energy to work. And as a physician, I'm the head of the team. It's not, mm. we're not talking about position. We're talking about if something goes wrong with that shift. Yep. It's me. Yep. If something goes right, my team have been empowered to do their best. Mm-hmm. So I said, mask, mask. Oh, yeah. I need to meditate intentionally, not half hazard like I always used to do before COVID. Mm-hmm. Because when I meditate, which is the M in mask, mm-hmm. I'm releasing the toxicity. I'm letting stuff go. I'm letting go. I'm letting God and I'm letting myself grow. Mm-hmm. So I started doing that. And then I would look in the mirror and talk to myself and say, come on now, girlfriend. You are the physician. You have been equipped with knowledge that you can use. Anything you don't know, forget it. Because yeah. you have information, enough information to make a positive impact. When more information comes that is verified, then use it. But don't worry about what you don't know about this disease. You do know certain things work with what you have. And I, tell myself, and I would tell myself in the mirror, don't you listen to anything that will sap your energy. Because remember, COVID is not the only thing that is going to come through those doors. Mm-hmm. There's still going to be heart attacks. There's still going to be stabbings. There's still going to be all that stuff. And you cannot afford the luxury of negative energy. And I said to myself in the mirror, you got that, sister? And I said, yeah, we got that. I yeah, we got that. <laughs> high five myself, and I'm cool. So when I get to the emergency department and I tell a patient, um, your tests are fine. Um, you don't need this. And some of them respond negatively and you know curse me out i can actually smile and say oh you don't have to say that and walk out the room without even batting an eyelid because i know if i let that person steal my energy i'm not going to be able to be my best self for the next patient mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. then i noted that on the days i didn't sleep enough i was i i was you put whatever letters you want to put together. I was that. Mm. And they were not good letters. And so I 
intentionally made sure that at least I got six hours of sleep because I worked 12 hour shifts and my, my commute was about an hour both ways. Okay. So 14 hours of the day. So I made sure I had at least six hours of sleep. And on the days I didn't, it was not funny. So that's the S. And then the K was kindness to self. I think that in medicine, more than any other profession, healthcare providers have not learned to be kind to themselves. That's because mm. we, get, we get criticized, scrutinized, and so we have the habit of just doing the same thing to ourselves before people do it to us because we know somebody, there's nothing you're going to do in medicine that you're going to be right. Somebody's going to criticize you, scrutinize you, or whatnot. Mm-hmm. But I found that the kinder I was to myself, I brought an atmosphere into the emergency department that even the most difficult people would work with me and would have a good night. And people are like, that person doesn't work well with people. How come they work well with you? <laughs> and I said, because I'm, I'm kind to myself. So I draw kindness out of them. Mm-hmm. Because remember people reflect us. If I come with a positive energy, 90% of people will replicate. Like, you, you try it. You go out in the street, you smile at someone. Next thing you know, they're smiling back at you. Yeah. Yep. True. True. So, so the mask, I, 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 I didn't even realize how powerful it was until I started noticing that on the nights I worked, and I put on my mask. No matter what we went through, at the end of shift, we still had high energy. Oh, wow. On the night I didn't, two hours into the shift, everybody's energy was gone, kaput. Wow. And then I said to myself, you know what? I need to be wearing my mask every day. Not just the outside mask, uh-huh. but the mask over my mind. And then it occurred to me that when I mask my mind, I am unmasking my potential. Absolutely. Absolutely. So if you would, uh, just um, tell us again. The M is for meditate. M is meditation, yes. daily meditation. And, and that is, it's, it is absolutely necessary to remove toxicity from our minds. It's like taking a mental shower. Mm-hmm. And putting some mental deodorant on the armpits of our mind. Mm. Because once you meditate, you allow space for download of the things you're going to need. It's almost like when you think about you think about a friend and they call you. And you're like, man, I just thought about you. Yes. Yeah. You know why you receive the download? <laughs> because if you if you are if you are someone who meditates, then your mind is able to pick up signals. True, and that's why meditation is so key. Mm-hmm. If we meditate, we allow space for download 
of positivity and strategy. And the A is affirmation. Awesome. And then we have using words that edify you. Yeah. And lift you up. Yes. Yeah. And then we have the S. When I first started, S was just for sleep. But then I thought about self-care. Get your nails done. Get your hair shaved because I don't have any hair, so I have my <laughs> shave. Or get your hair done. Mm-hmm. You know, do things for yourself, like candles, you know, mm, mm. Um, ar- aromatherapy, that type of thing for yourself. And case for kindness. First to yourself and then to others. Wow. That is so awesome. Um, my guest today has been Dr. Folake Olokun a high-performance coach and executive director team. She's also a human behavioral consultant and mask mentor. She facilitates masking the mind to unmask real potentials so that you, you, yes, you, can live every day transformed. And you know, Dr. O, as you were talking, one of the things that came to my mind uh, was just, you know, um, the words of Eric Hoffer. You know, he has a saying that's so profound. It's one of my favorite, that no matter what our achievement might be, we think well of ourselves only in rare moments. We need people to bear witness against our inner judge who keeps, on, uh, who keeps a book, you know, on our shortcomings and transgressions. We need people to convince us that we're not as bad as we think. And, you know, all what you've just said now about masks, about affirmation, about self-care, about kindness, you know, about showing yourself some love, some self-worthiness, valuing yourself, it just speaks into uh, in, into this his statement, you know, how true it, it, it is that we really think ourselves worthy. We, we are quick to, you know, castigate ourselves. We're quick to put ourselves down. We're quick to think we're not worthy. We don't have anything to value. So it's really so powerful. I love this mask uh, acrostic. And I mean, everything you've just talked about, it's so powerful. We all need to meditate. We need positive affirmation in our lives. We need sleep and self-care. We need to show ourselves kindness. That's so powerful. Um, so, Dr. O, um, I know you do this. I mean, you mentor people and um, you coach people through how they can do this deeply. I mean, as an in-depth uh, study. So, if people wanted to get across to you, uh, what's your best email? How can they get to you? If they wanted to learn more about masking their mind to unmask their real potential so they can live every day transformed. They can reach me at info, I-N-F-O, at folakeoluoku.com. Info at folakeoluoku.com. People, that is I-N-F-O, the at sign, Folake Olukun, one word, that is F-O-L-A-K-E-O-L-U-O-K-U-N dot com. You can reach 
Dr. O. She's got a lot to offer. Not only is it that she is in the medical field, but she, you see, she uses her work to truly transform lives um, with her patients, with her clients um, outside of the medical field. So if you're looking for how you can actually harness that inner um, uh, uh, strength you have in you, how do you mask your mind to unmask real potential? For Lake is your girl. You want to contact her at info at forlakeolokun.com. For that is I-N-F-O, the at sign, F-O-L-U-K-E-O-L-U-O-K-U-N.com. Uh, it's been an amazing um, time with you. Um, I, I wish we could do this much more, but I know, uh, I mean, you, you, like your words, uh, your words um, says that you are running your race with grace, like a race horse that is running to win. That's so powerful. Tell me, what's your outlook? What, what's next for you in 2021? I know you also just launched out your own podcast and you're having a very amazing time with that. But tell us, it's just the beginning of the year. Uh, what's, what's it? Do you have anything special? You're to tell Well, for 2021, I will be 60 in August. And my goal, I have been walking five miles every day since the beginning of the year. Um, maybe two or three days, I walked four miles. Mm -hmm. But five miles is my goal. My goal is to be fit. I want on my 60th birthday, when I look in the mirror, I want to be more fit than I was when I was 30. Wow. That's and a great one. Being, and I know you can do that, Dr. Yes. O. And the reason being, I want to be able to help men and women mask their minds and make sure that they unmask every potential that they have. Mm. I cannot take people where I have not been. And I know that my fitness has been lacking so i want to make sure i have a testimony i want to be a tour guide to people not a travel agent telling them this is what you can do but i have not done it so i'm i picked one of the hardest things for me because i do not like to exercise uh -huh. but i love the outcome so i have programmed my mind to see the outcome and then walk backwards that's why every day i walk and I enjoy it now. I listen to music. I dance. I mean, I do crazy stuff on the treadmill and whatnot. Mm -hmm. But because I want to take people through that journey. Anybody can be anything they want. The question is, will they do whatever it takes and sustain it? Because John Maxwell says, you want to cut a tree? Yeah. No big deal. Just get some instrument and five times every day, that tree will fall down. Even if you take a knife and keep hitting the same spot. Mm -hmm. Consistency is the key. And that's what I'm, I'm, I want to build in helping people unmask their mind. No good mas masking your mind for a little bit and then not using the potential you get. So this year, 
I have made that pledge to myself and I'm going to write of my experience in transforming my life every day as someone who in her 40s and 30s didn't even walk a mile. If I walked a mile, it was by accident. Okay. It was never intentional. I was never that, you know, fitness person. I just looked at people and said it was a waste of time. But now I realize, no, it isn't. You have to have a fit body to have a fit mind. And so this year, that is my goal to help people journey like I am. But it has to start in the mind. Like I said, the mind is the is the source of divine operation. Without the mind being masked from outside influences, you can't own mass potential. And that's why I'm starting with the mind. So I'm doing those mind things with people. I'm doing it in coaching, mentoring. I don't want to say I will write a book because then I have to write a book. <laughs> but you know, you've got, you, you've got that. everything you need inside of you. But I love that you're taking it uh, one day at a time, one step at a time. Yes. I know. Time for that. Uh, I was not, not going to write a book now. I'm like... <laughs> Wow. So thank you so much, uh, Dr. O. It's really been an amazing, I've, I've just enjoyed being with you, uh, spending this time with you. Um, so people, if you are looking to how you can mask your mind, how do you do your daily meditation? How do you speak positively, those positive affirmations into yourself? How do you ensure that you're doing self-care, taking care of yourself, whatever that, whatever that means for you? It could be having enough sleep. It could be eating right, whatever it is, but self-care. And then you're showing yourself some kindness. Like Dr. O said, you can't give what you don't have. So let it begin with you. And I believe that is what masking the mind is so that you can actually unmask the real potential in you to live a truly transformed life. Thank you, Dr. O. And I wish you a very happy birthday, your 60th in August. And I will be there cheering you on, seeing how far you go with your health journey. I thank you very much, Tina. I appreciate you. And uh, for the listeners out there, uh, Tina coached me through my process of making this podcast a reality because I, I didn't know what I was doing. And she helped me see that I can do it. And I have. So I appreciate you very much, Tina. And I wish you the best with your podcast and the programs that you have. This is very exciting. and. Uh, I'll see. I have not started interviewing people yet, but when I do, I'm going to have to bring you on board. Absolutely. I will be honored. All right. So thank you. And I'll be back with you um, next week. Remember, my name is Tina Obugo. I am your growth mindset coach. And like I say, be well and know that you matter. See you next week.